This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about the importance of maintaining good credit for your business. We're also going to talk about taking steps to repair your credit, which is always an important thing to do, especially with the way the market is these days. Everything's tighter. A better credit score is going to help us go a lot farther. Joining us in studio today is Maria Pat Prather with Clear Advantage Financial Solutions. Mia, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. Thanks. In studio with us today is Heather Bame, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. Always glad to be here. And I'm your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring low-cost virtual admin specialists and social media experts from outside the United States. Of course, this is how I built my entire company. We're at 28 employees now, mm-hmm. um, which we actually kind of bounced up and down just a little bit, but we kind of leveled right there at 28. And I think we're gonna we got one more that we're gonna end up hiring towards the end of the week. So I love it. It's a lot of fun. Quick reminder for our listeners: you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. Uh, and of course, if you're on YouTube, as you can see, if you, uh, from our website, there's a link there. Uh, to our YouTube channel, where we are over ten thousand five hundred YouTube subscribers. We just hit ten thousand last week too, so we jumped up to That's ten thousand five hundred. I was impressed with us when I checked this morning. Yeah, we're going by about five hundred a week now, I think. Wow. And I'm looking to us. expand the show by one more episode a week, pr- starting in October, um, just to kind of keep building on that. So if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on this show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-879-8804. That's 210-879-8804, and we can get you booked on the show. All right, so to that point we're making earlier, since Maria uh, Mia's on the show, I was going to say Maria, right? But <laughs> Mia's on the show. Either um, way. It's kind of a good time to get into the financial uh, or credit uh, help business what kind of motivated you in that? I know we got some stuff to talk about, but I'm super curious. What motivated you to uh, start a company in that uh, in credit repair business? Pretty much it came back from the feedback that I got from not only clients, but other people in the industry that were saying it was harder for clients to buy a home. It was that they were pretty much not at the scores that they needed to be in order to get the better rates since everything else was going up in price, whether it's rates or insurance, uh, taxes. It was pretty much getting them out of being able to purchase. So we kind of listened to what they had to say and decided why not start from the very beginning and help them build that score and educate them during that process in the financial world to understand what they need to do to be prepared by the time their scores do get to where it needs to be. And that's the thing, right? I mean, people are, they don't necessarily know how to fix or how to find out what's wrong and then fix what's wrong. And then the time and effort it takes to actually go through that whole process. But when it comes to business owners, I mean, credit is super important for us as well. Um, So business coach, Heather, Mm -hmm. what are some good reasons that we, Uh, should be paying attention to our credit score. So a lot of the time, you know, short of buying a home, which I know a lot of business owners struggle with because they don't have that W-2 wage to show for it, but you'll run into it when you start thinking about getting a line of credit. Um, A lot of the times when you're starting a business, you're hustling and, and operating on a cash basis. You 
pay for everything out of pocket. You pay for everything out of cash flow. But especially if you're in a business with um, government contracts or commercial, they operate on an accounts receivable basis. So they don't get paid immediately upon completion of the work. You get paid 30, 60, 90 days later. And that's where I see a lot of small to medium-sized businesses starting to think like, oh, rather than completely wiping out my cash reserves just to keep my employees paid, maybe I need that line of credit. And there's where if your business hasn't been in, in around long enough, you're going to have to go based on personal credit. Isn't that right, Mia? That's correct. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, uh, especially with business owners, it's the quickest way to ruin your credit, <laughs> unfortunately, because they are footing the bill for everything and trying to use all their personal ex lines of credit and maxing everything out to just keep themselves afloat sometimes. And it doesn't, you know, they didn't ruin it overnight, so it does take some time. But those, th those people definitely can benefit. It doesn't matter what you do uh, or where you come from. Everybody has an issue with their credit at one time or another. So how do you start building as a business owner, right? I'm a small business owner. I'm fairly new. I've been in business for you know, about two years. Um, how do we start building that credit up? Well, I mean, the, the biggest thing is talk to someone uh, like myself or your financial advisor to see exactly where you are. And that way we can put a plan together and help you establish and uh, reestablish your better credit score. So that way you don't have those issues and are able to continue to grow your business and still be able to, you know, keep yourself afloat. Should we be looking to get, even if we have the money to cover stuff, should we be looking to get a loan to cover those accounts receivable or something like that to start establishing credit when we can afford it uh, ahead of time? I mean, I think that's a person-to-person -person basis, and it depends on the trajectory of your business. There are types of business that may not need that that line of credit, but if you're looking to expand into second locations and yeah. and, and get bigger, sometimes leveraging debt can be a great possibility. I've had that conversation with a lot of people. They, you know, there's a generation of Dave Ramsey people here that that think debt is bad, and I see why. Because debt has burned people in the past, especially over the last 20 years. I mean, look back. I know my parents got burned with it. I grew up in a very do not take out debt in any way, shape, or form mentality. And to this day, I fight that because I'm just scared of it a little bit at my core. But imagine the difference between paying interest on 30 days worth of debt and wiping out $20,000 to pay the payroll. So you pay interest on $20,000 for 30 days until that account receivable comes in, or you pay the $20,000 and then, heaven forbid, something bad happens. So at the end of the day, is it going to behoove your business model to get a line of credit? Only you can decide that. But I think it starts at the personal level because most of the time, if your business isn't five, ten years old, it's going to be based off your personal credit score. And if you can get that lined up, then you can start to build up. It's just like our kids, right? They mm -hmm. come in, they don't have a credit score. Uh, we can build it for them or we can trust that when they're 18, they're going to make great choices to build their own credit. One way or another, you're going to have that following you. I'm definitely of a mind where I think that building that credit up, even when you don't need it, it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, so like getting loans 
to cover those accounts receivable, even if I don't need them as a way, at least in my mind, to start building that credit uh, as an easy way. Yeah, it definitely can be. The The thing is, is again, education. Um, if we don't know how to take care of our credit, how are we going to educate our children in order to do it properly? Um, and it's, it's breaking that cycle of learning what credit is and how it's not scary, how it can be used beneficially for yourself and your business and to grow. Um, that was something growing up, didn't have that. D my mm. parents paid cash for everything. They didn't have lines of credit. It wasn't important. So of course, coming out of high school, everybody's throwing credit cards at you for college. And of course you're like, sure, I'll take that. I don't have to pay it right away. Why not? Not knowing what, the interest rate that's on it, not knowing what's going to happen if you don't pay it and how that can affect you down the road. So uh, there are a lot of people, unfortunately, to this day that still don't understand credit or get secondhand knowledge from someone who got burned and still don't know the ins and outs of everything. And Mia, I think what's interesting about your situation is you guys didn't start a credit company as a business like just because you know you wanted to build a business this is something where you guys were operating in the mortgage space and you saw a need consistently and so now this is your solution to fill it so most of the people that you've been experiencing I'm guessing is when they go to apply for a mortgage and then whoop uh, uh, it figured out that our credit isn't that great and we can't get the amount that we wanted so the credit repair industry has existed prior to this. Where are you guys coming in that's different from everybody else out there? Well, as you touched upon it, um, coming from the mortgage lending, mm -hmm. we look at credit reports all day long when people apply. And we already try to guide them as much as we can in order to do it themselves if they can. But the problem is, is that, again, with lack of education or not knowing or no one to be accountable to help them go through it, they won't do it. Mm. Uh, not that they don't want to. They have every intention, but they don't know how. And when you don't know how to do something, the first thing is fear. And you don't want to ask. You don't want to let them know you don't know what you're doing. And that's completely understandable. But we come from that mindset, and so it's how do we make them understand we're not here to judge, we're here to help. And having that conversation with them, and, and that's why we want these conversations, so that way we can make people understand what can we do to help. We have the knowledge, we have the understanding, so let's help you from the very beginning to improve that credit because you deserve a home. You've worked hard, you work for your family, who, who doesn't want that dream of home ownership, uh, you know, a part of this country? We, we say it to our military veterans. You, you know, you, you suffer, you give your life for this country, you own a piece of this country by buying a home, buying real estate, investing in your family and yourself. So if we can help you from the very beginning to understand how to improve your scores to get the better rates, to get the better deals... If you don't want to buy a house right now, even to just get into an apartment, you have to have a good credit score. Mm. Uh, the market has changed so much. And to buy a car, cars are ridiculously expensive now. So if you want to get a decent rate, let's work on your credit and see what we can do to at least get those steps in order. So when it comes to credit repair, what is it? 
What exactly is credit repair for? The simplest thing is just taking your scores and looking at all the derogatory and misleading information and things that are wrong and fixing it, getting it anything that is not supposed to be there off your off your report that can help your score, things that are old and should have been removed, taken off your score. Um, that's what repair is. It's, it's restoring your credit to where it should be. It's almost like there's a cleanup process mm -hmm. that Correct. needs to yeah, happen. Yeah, I thought of like having a nice deep house cleaning. Right, right. right. Just get it all squared away so you yeah. can at least keep it up. Oh, what about definitely. somebody with good credit? I mean, it almost seems like somebody with good credit ought to at least have the conversation, get the education, and then get the direction or have the help in cleaning up their credit as well. Because even those of us with good credit are still going to have some dangling participles somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's that, true. That are going to, that could cause our credit to dip when it really shouldn't. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I have someone now who has their score in the upper 800s and loves their score in the upper 800s, but just natural, you know, the scores change constantly depending on what inquiries come up, what may show up, any discrepancies. And when it does dip, they get paranoid. They get mm -hmm. nervous because they don't want to lose that 800, that magical number or so they think. And it just fluctuates, and that's the thing. That's where monitoring comes in. It, it, everybody should have credit monitoring, so that way they see the fluctuations and see how it changes. A few points here and there aren't that bad. It's when it takes a big tank that you're like, okay, what's going on? What mm -hmm. happened? Did, is there identity theft? You know, did somebody try to take my information? And that helps as well. Now, and you guys coming at it from the mortgage space originally, I know generally it goes, you check your credit score to get a mortgage, it's not high enough. So then you go out to a credit repair company and it's hard, because I, I worked in the real estate place before, right? Mm -hmm. And that was always disappointing when a buyer really wanted to buy a home, they would go get their, their pre-approval paperwork filled out and then whoop, the credit score wasn't high enough. So then we had to send them out to a credit repair company I could never get a clear answer on timeline for them because at the end of the day the credit repair person wasn't the mortgage person they didn't have that connection so I could ask them until I was blue in the face and I got a lot of like oh it depends we'll see it depends on the person so are you guys able to offer more of a you know there's no guarantees but a concrete right. timeline of if you start credit repair here you should be qualified for the mortgage here well, every situation is different, and it mm -hmm. just depends on the person's situation. The same thing with a mortgage. I mean, every situation is different, so we can't say just because this person had the same score, they're going to get the same rate. They're going to get the same approval. Everything is, is in generalities. Mm -hmm. With credit repair, because the first round can take 30 to 45 days just to get an answer back from the bureaus, it's going to take at least a minimum of two months to at least see some action or change mm -hmm. occur. And then from there, depending on the process and how many things that we have to review and look over, it could take, it shouldn't take more than six months, technically, because it may not get them the exact score they need at six months, mm -hmm. but by then they should be in a pattern of knowing what to do and what to ask and what to look for that they can now do it themselves. 
I don't want someone in credit repair for a year or years. There's no reason for it. It's just a way to get them started and get them understanding how to look at their credit and what to, the signs are in order for them to keep going. And so if we can help with that and educate them along the way, then that's what we're doing. I love that approach because you're you're really in it to fix the issue. You're not there to keep them as a client. No, no, not at all. I don't want them as mm -hmm. a client, honestly. I want them to do it themselves. It, it's hard. Uh, credit repair is free. Anybody can do their own credit repair. It's the time that you are wasting. It's mm -hmm. the time that you could be with your family, that you could be working, that you could be doing something better than writing letters all day to three credit bureaus trying to fix a mistake. It's like you could change your tire. You could change the oil in your car. But do you want to? No. I'd rather pay somebody to do it for me. And that's all we're doing is helping do it for you so that you don't have to. But I want you to understand what you're doing. Well, and there's a skill set that you guys have that's not necessarily us regular folks who don't know that world, right? So there's a huge advantage in Correct. the skill set. I think there's value in just knowing who to call in almost any industry. Mm -hmm. Because you see it time and time again when people get into business or they get into sales and they come upon an obstacle. And yes, I think everyone has the ability to figure it out. But that person who knows who to call to figure it out has an innate advantage over someone who then has to like go on Google and figure out and like research it and then trial and error it. So, I mean, yes, the time for sure, but just already knowing the process so that you can replicate that over and over again is a huge advantage and it's going to pay off in the long run for people for sure. So uh, one of the questions that, uh, you know, I've heard out, in the in you know the world uh, when it comes to credit <laughs> repair is um is it a legal service is it legal to do that for you guys to do it for folks i guess is that there yeah i mean and i've heard that too and it is a legal process i mean because we do have to abide by federal and state laws in order to um to do the service we have to make sure that we are not doing anything that would hurt the client. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of companies out there that have done so and have charged exorbitant amounts of money up front mm -hmm. and nothing was ever done or they, they never got any contact or never heard anything, didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. There's and a reason for the sign in the bathroom. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always that one person. So, um, and that's the one thing. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we are following all the guidelines that are out there. Um, so that way it is, and everything that we have, we give to the client to let them know exactly what the rules, regulations are up front. So that way, if they do have any questions, they know where to go or who to put in that, you know, complaint to if they feel that something is incorrect. And I have kind of like an, a different topic question because a lot of the people listening are our business owners. So I think it's so great to see that you guys noticed a problem and you've created a, a business to solve that problem. But there's also a unique hang up here in that the mortgage industry is 
is taking a little bit of a dip with increased interest rates. People mm -hmm. are waiting for the crash, right? And, right. and we all kind of like nod our heads at that because whether or not it'll happen, time will tell. But are you looking to mostly service people looking for mortgages? Or are you expanding your net per se to look for other types of clientele to do credit repair? Um, the first, well, the first thing we were looking at was mainly mortgages mm -hmm. because that's the world that I'm in. Um, but when it comes to credit repair, I can service anyone. Again, it doesn't matter whether you're looking to buy a house right now, but if you know or you need to have those services, I can help anybody, whether they, again, whether they want to open a line of credit, their first line of credit, or purchasing a car, or, again, working on their business. Whatever it takes, um, that's what we're available for. And have your activities, when it comes to, like, generating leads for that, shifted at all to accommodate those more because with the mortgage you've established that pipeline people are coming to you guys as like a source for mortgages and then there's a need there but knowing that wow this line of business can facilitate way more people have has your activity changed the people you're talking to changed at all to it has capturing it yeah definitely i have um started talking to more businesses that look at credit um, anyone that looks at credit, whether you're hiring an employee or giving something of value, if you have to check someone's credit, then I would love to have a conversation with you because I want to make sure that, you know, they're getting the best deal possible. You know, that's interesting because we talk to a lot of like the trades and stuff. And one of the big things that most of the people in the trades recommend is being able to accept financing. You know, you your water heater goes kaplowy, right? Instead of dropping three grand, can we put it on credit? And more and more trades companies are starting to accept that, but can their customers afford it? Is an interesting question. That's very true. I mean, especially here in Texas with the hot summer weathers and people's mm -hmm. ACs going out in all of a sudden. If you can't pay ten to fifteen thousand for a brand new air conditioning unit. And you have to finance it. And so, yeah, they you may not qualify for full financing. And then what are you going to do? You're not going to have an AC unit. I mean, you can't live like that, unfortunately. And you could, but. <laughs> oh, goodness. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to? Exactly. So then does it become, hey, everybody, you need to at least get your credit looked at just in case the worst case scenario happens. Correct. So uh, what does it cost for folks to to have this service? Is it a fixed fee? Does it vary depending on the needs? So for us, we actually have a flat fee. Um, we're not the most expensive out there. I know there are some that are very expensive up front, again, which they shouldn't be. But we do a month-to-month -month service. Um, it's, again, we ask that they do sign up for credit monitoring, and that's a third-party service, and that way we can take a look at their credit report every month and it allows us to pull in their report to our system. That fee is uh, with tax, I think it's around $20 a month just for the monitoring. For our service itself, it is a startup of $99 and $119 per month. And there's no contract, no, no, you don't have to be with us so many months or anything of that nature. It's just mm -hmm. month to month. 
And what are they getting for that monthly service that you guys are doing? What are you actually doing? So for me, that is me researching their credit report, writing the letters, and sending them out to all the credit bureaus and making sure each round occurs and what the updates are and making sure that we get that taken care of. I'm curious, is there an average in there about how many letters would need to be written? I mean, are we talking like three or four? Are we talking 50 or 60? Just give me an idea. It varies per trade line. I mean, you have to write a letter per trade line, and there's three trade lines. Okay, Um, so there's three. Yeah, the TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. So you have to send a letter to each of them if it's reporting on each of them. Not all credit reports to all three. So it just depends on who they're reporting to. So there has to be a letter for each of those. Um, it starts off with looking at what the discrepancies are. Um, like on my own, I did my own, and I had some other name coming up as an alias. So I had to write a letter saying this name is incorrect, and it was on all three bureaus. The next letter is um, there was something on there that was outdated that had been paid off years ago but was still sitting there. Did you have to write a letter for every single thing that needs to be changed? Correct. Oh, wow. Wow. So if you have 30 items on there, that's going to be 30 letters that's sent to three bureaus. Correct. Is there any place else you're sending letters out to other than those three bureaus? It starts with the bureaus. Mm -hmm. And if the bureaus come back with, um, depending on the answer they come back with, I may have to go directly to the main creditor themselves Mm -hmm. and write letters there. Um, And then from there, those are the two that we normally deal with. Now you say main creditor, what do you mean? So if you opened a line of credit with, say, Dillard's, and they're the ones that have sent you to collections, and that collection agency has been reporting, we can start with the collection agency if we don't get a response from the bureaus, or the bureaus are saying that it's valid, but we know it's not. So then we can go to the collection agency and start writing the letters to them. If they don't want to make any changes or decide they don't want to do it, we can go directly to Dillard's and ask them to remove it or adjust it as needed. So that's why it takes time, because each time we send a letter, it's 30 to 45 days for a response. And the response doesn't come to us, it comes back to the client. So that's a follow-up mechanism that needs to be in place with your company, right? So you have to reach out to the client, because they may not be calling you, you have to check back with them on a regular basis as well. Mm -hmm. So that's quite the follow-up. So, I mean, yeah, it, it comes down to communication and Big time. does it really behoove the credit unions to get back to you quickly? Probably not. They're just kind of plodding along as is. This is maybe not your lane, so please feel free to tell me if it's not. But one of the, and again, I come from a line of Dave Ramsey people. <laughs> so one of his things is save up as much money as you can if you've got bad debt, right? Collections debt. Mm-hmm. And they buy it from the department stores and whatever for pennies on the dollar Correct. and then you make them an offer. So if you owe like 10 grand to Dillard's, Dillard's sells that debt to the debt collectors for like $1,000. You save up four or five and say, hey, debt collector, I'll give you four grand for this debt. And sometimes they take it, sometimes they don't. Is that something that you guys help a client work with or is that on the client to, to figure out on their own? No, that's all part of the service. Really? Correct. Mm. Because of the fact Negotiating that... Negotiating then. Yes, Yeah, because we want to educate them on who to call. Because sometimes if you go directly back to Dillard's, you can cover that for that amount or less Mm. directly with them than the third-party creditor that bought bought it at pennies on the dollar 
because they don't want to close it out for pennies on the dollar. They yeah, want they the full want the amount. Full so it's better to go back to the original creditor if you can to make that adjustment. And that way they can write it on there that it's been paid in full. Hmm. Because the third-party creditors don't want it paid in full. They would prefer to leave it on there and let it linger and then sell it again to somebody else. So that's why when they say it could be on there for seven years, yeah, ABC Credit Collection Agency has it for seven years. Well, when they have to drop off, they'll sell it to 123 Collection Agency, and now they can put it on for another seven years. Mm. So that's the things that we're trying to avoid. So let's let's break that down just a little bit, because I think not everybody's going to know that. Yeah, I feel like people think it'll just go away after seven years. Right. When you've got a... You've got a credit problem, say with uh, you know Dillard's or mm-hmm. whatever it is, Coles, whatever, and you can't afford to pay that back. But they've pushed it off to a debt collection agency, right? Right. You can, if I'm just tell me where I'm wrong here, but I think I'm right. You can <laughs> go to Dillard's or whatever mm-hmm. that main person is and say, "Hey, look, I'm going to negotiate down or have somebody negotiate on your behalf, negotiate down what you're willing to pay, and that requires them to." to then notify that debt collection place that they have to drop that, and then you confirm that they've dropped it because it's off of that credit, correct. the credit report. So so all of that's correct? Yes. Okay, and then, so now let's circle back around to, does that improve your credit score, or do you take a hit on your credit score because you had to go through that process and did not actually pay the full amount back? No, you don't take a hit for it because it's showing that it was been... That, that the account has been paid in full. Okay. Um, it, it paid as agreed, actually, is what it was, because you didn't pay it in full. You paid it as you agreed with the actual debtor, mm. which was Dillard's, Coles, mm. whoever the case may be. So, but what happens is, yes, you got the letter saying that it's paid in full, and that's what you definitely want by, before you actually send that payment. You want them to be sure they're going to send you something showing that it's paid in full because the collection agency may not believe it even though dillard's has done their due diligence Mm -hmm. and sent them a notice saying yes they've paid it it's closed oh we never got that letter so they're gonna come down to the official chain of communication correct and so therefore once the client receives that letter showing it's paid in full we can use that and send it into the bureaus to show them it is now a paid and off collection. They can need to remove that from their report. Do you guys also get the creditors that off their back if it's been paid in full and the, and the debt collector companies want to continue to try and press that issue? I would imagine they have to has, stop. They have to stop. Is Correct. there legal grounds? Yes, there oh. are. Again, uh, through the chain of letters that we send, there are letters that will tell them they legally have to stop contacting this client because it has been taken care of and that the client has every right to get a lawyer involved at that point. I, I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. For me, it, this is like groundbreaking news that you can go in and negotiate your debt down. I'm thinking go to Dillard's, charge $20,000 worth of stuff, negotiate them down to sixteen, <laughs> and you're good for the day. Well, I mean, I think it happens quite a lot with like anyway. it happens a lot with medical debt. I think is that oh people, gosh. you know, medical debt can't be reported for a certain amount of time, but eventually it can be sold. But like, you're not gonna get if you've got a hundred thousand dollars worth of medical debt, they don't sell it to the debtors for that. So 
there's room for negotiation in there. Because imagine, you know, you have $10,000 you're owed. You sell it to a debt company for 1000 bucks. If you can make a couple extra thousand on that, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. It probably has to go far enough, which is detrimental to your credit to get to that point. It's like a house sitting on the market, right? right. When you first put it on the market, it's overpriced. It has to kind of marinate for a little bit before the seller is willing to come down on price unless they have a real reason to want to get it sold. But once it's marinated for a while and they realize no one's going to buy it at that price, then they're willing to like, you know, negotiate. take a little money off, negotiate a little bit. Um, but that's that's one of Dave Ramsey's core How big of a stain is that going to be on the credit? I mean, it sounds to me like you could get get it all the way back to where it needs to be if it's taken off. Hey, this is paid in full. But does the fact that you did have a problem, does that bruise, if you will, stay around and affect your credit score? It will for a little while. Okay. It takes time for it to start coming back up because that's not the only thing that's all that they're looking at as far as your scoring. Mm -hmm. So there are different items or um, sections that they look at in order to calculate the scores. So by having that cleared off, that's going to help, but it's not going to shoot you up, you know, 50 points overnight. It's going to slowly, gradually get better. And how far back do the mortgage companies look on the credit? Is it just like the full horrible history or do they look back a year, two years? Well, we look at the last two years as the most important, mm -hmm. um, depending on what happened during that two years. But we also look at inquiries. We look at uh, bankruptcies. We look at other things. Um, were you ever late on a mortgage? Were you ever late on your rental property if they report to your credit? So it just depends on what we're looking at in order to look at the length of history. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that was a fast podcast session, yeah, right? Really, quick. I, really cool stuff, too. I'm looking forward to see what my team mm -hmm. does with the clips on this. Um, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that, Mia? Um, well, the easiest way is to just call me directly. They can reach out to me at 210 Appreciate it. I learned a lot. All right, as you wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast or catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at sotopradio.com. Great job, everybody. That's going to be it for this one. We'll see you.